Welcome to Megabyte's weekly barometer podcast series. This series was launched in direct response to the economic impact of the COVID-19 pandemic on the UK TMT sector. Its aim is to help those involved with the sector to track, understand and analyse its implications. For those of you who don't know us, Megabyte is a leading independent research provider delivering data and insights on UK technology and tech-enabled businesses. Although Megabyte is a subscription-based research service, these weekly barometer updates are intended for anybody with an interest in the sector and made available through Megabyte's dedicated free-to-air research channel, CEO Hub, which can be found on our website at megabyte.com. Updates are released each Friday, and we would, of course, welcome your feedback on any of the topics addressed during our updates. Megabyte Barometer, COVID-19, Week 5 update. It's early days, but the impact is already evident. We report this week on direct hits, collateral damage, near misses, mitigation, and much more. Pinpointing the exact start of the crisis is tricky, but given that Megabyte is a financially focused research firm tracking the UK market, taking the first day of the market crash in the UK on the 24th of February seems as good as any. That would make this Week 5 of the economic crisis in the UK. So what's the market backdrop? If last week was the week when markets in Europe and North America began to fully appreciate the economic impact of the crisis, this week was the week when they really started to get their heads around it. As of today, the FTSE 100 is up 13% in the last five trading days, and the S&P is up uh, ahead nearly 8%. The FTSE 250, which is probably a better barometer of the UK's UK market because its constituents are more UK focused than the FTSE 100, is up 12% on the week but it's still down 30% from its February highs, giving an indication of just how serious the impact on the quoted sector has been. Looking specifically at the UK TMT sector, the Megabyte Universe Index, this is the index of companies, uh, public companies that we track at Megabyte, 100 or so of them, has rebounded 20% this week, but is still down 36% from its high. Inevitably, uh, this share price reduction has been reflected in what we're seeing in average valuations. And these have dropped from 13.6 times, which is a, a current year EV EBITDA across our whole coverage of ICT services, software and media to just 10.1 times. Um, having said all of that, it, this number is possibly not that reliable right now because the current year estimates of so many of the public companies we track are under review. At a micro level, there's been too many COVID-19 trading updates to count this week across the across the uh, the wider industry as the crisis impacts every part of the economy. But it's worth highlighting a couple of announcements and some statistics this week that we feel really underline the seriousness of the situation. On a human level, the huge increase in benefits claims on both sides of the Atlantic has been a really graphic demonstration of the human cost, over and above, of course, the loss of human life. In the UK, we've seen some half a million additional claims in just one week and reportedly over three million in the US. Turning back to the specifics of the economic impact, one of the most striking announcements we saw this week in the wider economy, uh, which really sort of underlined for us the the severity of the pandemic and the impact it's having on the economy, was from the struggling shopping centre owner Into Properties, which uh, is a very, very substantial owner of of, uh, shopping centres in the UK. It said that it had received just 29% of the rent it was due on quarter day, 
Quarter day is the day of the quarter that most commercial rent uh, property rent is due. Uh, this, uh, this underlines for us not only how challenging the current climate is for the retail and casual dining sectors, which um, of course are the main tenants within these shopping centres. Um, these businesses are obviously much uh, under significant pressure anyway. Uh, you know, think about the move to online, uh, minimum wage, etc. that we're putting pressure on, the, on these sectors. But it also uh, underlines a concerted cash conservation efforts which are increasingly evident across the economy as a result of the crisis. Even if doing this in terms of conserving cash might put you into a breach of contract situation. Interestingly, this dash for cash also has, has also prompted companies to draw down tens of billions of liquidity in revolving credit, credit facilities. These revolvers are really designed for insurance purposes or, or thought of as insurance. So for them to be drawn down is a really dramatic indication of what's going on in boardrooms. Of course, at the same time as what's going on in the corporate world, governments around the world are putting together huge support packages, including asset purchasing support for most elements of the capital markets. These have clearly had the desired effect this week of calming markets in the short term. What we're not seeing much of, however, is commentary on what this largesse will have, what impact this largesse will have on national balance sheets when the immediate crisis has passed. It's not like governments around the world were awash with cash when all this started. Will this mean another 10 years of austerity? And if so, who will be to blame? It was fairly easy to blame the bankers last time around but it's much harder this time around, and who will the politicians point out? We shall see. So turning more specifically to the impact of uh, the direct impact on the UK TMT sector, reviewing trading this statements this week, we can classify them into two different groups. Direct hits on the one hand, where companies have been hard hit by the um, direct impact on the, uh, of the pandemic on, on their customers, and collateral damage, where companies have seen trading impacted indirectly. There were five direct hit updates this week from Hostel World, Vionet, Timeout, Hive Group and Reach for Entertainment. The share prices of some of these have actually recovered this week, most notably Hostel World and Hive, albeit a dramatically lower level than compared to a few months ago. Conversely, Timeout Group ably demonstrates another truism of this crisis that is the combination of a direct hit from the lockdown, a weak balance sheet and an operationally geared business model can be toxic for the share price. Timeout shares are down 70% from their highs. What about collateral damage? Uh, we've seen many more of these kind of statements during the week uh, from a whole group range of companies in our coverage, including ECS Group, sorry, ECSC Group, Cortex, K3 Business Technology Group, STL, eCensus, DMGT, Reach, Intelligent Ultrasound, NCC Group, Zoo Digital, Altitude, Traxis, Future, LTG, and Gattaca. And I'm sure we'll be seeing many more in the coming week. There were, however, some near misses. It's not everyone is being impacted by the crisis, and indeed some are seeing a benefit in the short term. Boku, Cloudcall, Palatro, Pebble Beach, Minds and Machines and Wayne Disco all issued update, updates this week, noting that things weren't uh, that bad, that they hadn't had any serious impact from the virus or the lockdown so far. And actually some were seeing a boost. I think Boku is a particularly interesting example. Boku provides technology that enables content providers such as Google, Apple and Sony to charge for their services through mobile carrier bills. As a consequence of the lockdown, uh, initially in Asia and now across Europe and the US, more and more people are transacting in this way, providing a concomitant boost to Boku's revenues. So turning to what companies are doing in, uh, in terms of mitigation in the short term, um, as we are now over a month into the, at the heart of the crisis, we can start to see some patterns emerging in the short term strategies. We would highlight four of these so far. 
The first is already well established and, and relates to the cash conversion playbook we're seeing, the suspension of dividends. In addition to many, many companies in the wider economy, K3, Cortex, RM, Minds and Machines, LTG, Intelligent Ultrasound, FDM and Rightmove all suspended their dividends this week. Secondly, and also in the vein of cash management, we've seen the first signs of funding rounds directly related to the crisis. In addition to the, what we noted above, what we were talking about with, um, with, with drawing down a revolving credit facilities, arena events uh, tap the markets for a secondary fundraising uh, in, in an early move in what we expect to see a lot more of these over the coming weeks. And that had a pretty positive impact on uh, Arena's uh, share prices. It stabilised confidence. Uh, we're also seeing some companies at the smaller end, of the smaller end of the market shoring out their balance sheets. For example, this week, Artesian, which is a small sales intelligence software company we track, uh, looked like it reported a new facility from Shorebrook through Companies House. Away from the balance sheet, thirdly, everyone is trying to work out how to hold on to their customers and making compelling offers wherever possible, even if this uh, puts more cost on their business in the short term. Of particular interest this week, we saw the digital marketplaces like Rightmove, Zoopla and Autotrader offering payment holidays to their customers to try and keep things the wheels turning. We argued this week that we should perhaps see a lot more of this in the B2B space. In particular, BT Openreach, which of course holds a very, very uh, sort of pivotal role in the UK telecom sector, we think could play a much more uh, active role in easing pressure in the telecoms value chain. Fourthly, uh, we saw uh, more M&A, or we, start the, we saw the start of what we, we're seeing, of, of what we might describe as distressed M&A. So uh, inevitably, we're going to see more M&A, we think, uh, as companies that are distressed are picked up by competitors or other businesses. Uh, this week, uh, Aeroema purchased Eventful in the event space, and that was definitely that was a deal that definitely fell into this category. For now, at least, away from the immediate impact of the coronavirus uh, crisis, uh, what I would describe as normal M&A uh, is also seems to be continuing. Uh, advanced acquisition of Ticket in the legal software space, Computer Center uh, announced it was in talks to buy uh, BT's French services arm, and Xerox picking up Alto Digital and iTech Connect in a managed print space were all examples of, of significant deals this week. Conversely, we, there was a notable lack of any significant private equity deals, deals this week, although we are aware of a couple of, a couple of deals, significant deals actually, uh, that should break cover in the next week or so. Obviously, the vast majority of companies we track in, the, uh, in, in Megabyte, some 2,000 of them, are privately owned. We're starting to spool up our conversations with private companies, and we'll be reporting more on those through our weekly updates and the sector uh, barometers over the coming weeks. But our initial thoughts on that are really that um, the, the, the response primarily from private companies has been, don't panic, Mr. Mannering. Uh, those that have got limited exposure to directly impacted verticals have solid recurring revenues, low operational gearing and a strong balance sheet, of which are many in the tech sector, uh, seem to be carrying on largely as before. The fewer of these factors that apply, however, the greater the impact. And we'll be finding more out about that as we go forward. Indeed, uh, these factors that I just mentioned uh, form part of the emerging risk assessment methodology that we're developing at the, re the research team at Megabyte is developing. And that assessment effectively will be the base of our sector barometer reports, the first ones of which will be available um, in early April. So in summary, what have we learned this week? Well, our overriding sense of where we are with this is that many companies we track are really now starting to, to get to grips with what's going on. But it is still very, very early days. 
A conversation with our friends at consulting business FDM this week probably sums this up best. FDM has been around for 30 years, so has lived through both the dot-com crash and the global financial crisis. And in our view, the management team at FDM is one of the best in the business. While uh, trading in FDM is currently in line with expectations, as per an RNS that they released this week, the management team's scenario planning shows that it could sustain break-even even at a 50% reduction in the Mountie headcount. For those of you who don't know FDM, uh, Mountie is the name they give to their consultants. So they might their scenario planning for a 50% reduction in those consultants on billing. Not saying that will happen, but they're planning for it. Despite this, the company is potentially looking uh, to enhance its already substantial cash position with a potential further injection from the government's finance scheme for quote-unquote extra insurance. Put simply, when one of the sector's most experienced and highly regarded management teams talks like that, everyone should listen. So that concludes the megabytes, uh, megabyte barometer summary this week for week five of the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, look forward to uh, speaking to you all next week. And in the meantime, keep safe. <laughs>